Welcome to the Dashboard Effect Podcast. I'm Brick Thompson. And I'm Caleb Oaks. Hey, Caleb. How are you? Not too bad, Brick. How are you? I'm good. Friday good. afternoon. Looking forward to doing a podcast with you. Likewise. All right. What are we going to talk about today? So today we're going to dive in a little bit to these low and no-code software tools for doing ETL, moving data, uh, modeling data, uh, you know, that type of thing. Okay, great. And uh, folks may have heard of heard these referred to as enterprise service buses or e-buses, um, and that sounds fancy, but basically it's a it's a piece of software that um, if everything goes perfectly, you can hook up to a data source and suck code out without much work. That's right. Yep. Okay, so uh, maybe that defines low no code code e-bus tools. Um, let's talk about the pros and cons. Yeah, so with these things, it makes it easy to you know use one of their connectors, use their software, uh, go connect to a data source, pull it, and move it to somewhere else. Uh, maybe apply some transformations on that data during that movement. Uh, but ultimately, you're keeping the source data in sync with where you're storing it in this other location for something like reporting. Okay. So... Um I guess the one of the main pros is maybe it's faster than building some custom code. Yeah, definitely can be, especially, you know, if you're not super uh, well-versed in APIs or something like that and JSON and, and or XML or, you know, REST and SOAP and all those fun things, uh, the, uh, these tools just handle it for you. So it might be a little bit quicker for you to less of a learning curve, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So um, less of a learning curve and maybe easier for less technical people to use. Right. If you have a team of analysts, maybe this is the right way to go. Um, granted, you do have to balance it, right, with, you know, they've got to learn this tool now, uh, or they could learn the, I guess, the raw, uh, unadulterated coding. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> well, okay. So let's say that uh, they don't have the aptitude or maybe the the time or capacity to do that. Um, I guess there's there's sort of a big caveat here, which is, the tool has to meet your use case. And if it does, it can be really good. Yeah, it definitely can. You know, and, and there are those cases out there. So, you know, if you do have a team of analysts, maybe somebody's used one of these tools on your team before, or, or you have a team that's used to using something like this, uh, and you have some fairly straightforward use cases, or you know that what you're trying to do is going to line up really well with what this tool provides. Great. Okay, good. I think it actually it might be helpful if we just named a couple of them. Dell has one called Boomi. Um, there's one out there called Alteryx. Yep, Fivetran. Yeah, actually, there's a ton of them now. Yeah, MuleSoft. Uh, what's that other one? It's a little bug. Jitter, I think, is it Jitterbug? Oh, yeah. Is, yeah. That the, is that? I think that is actually one. It's not just the phone for yeah. old people. <laughs> <laughs> there are a ton of them out there. Okay, so some obvious pros there. Um, how about the cons? That's Jitterbit. Jitterbit, you're That's right. That's yeah, yeah, yeah. Jitterbug. Yeah, yeah. All right. right. <laughs> Not hating on the e on e the Jitterbug phone. ETL for older folks. All right. <laughs> okay. What are some of the cons? Uh, so you really have to pay attention to how you're being charged with these things. Um, most of them will charge you per row that's processed or some kind of weird, obscure, uh, you know, pricing model. Uh, and it can really run up on you if you don't do your due diligence up front. So really understanding that's 
key, uh, and it can be a lot more expensive than uh, just doing it uh, with that raw, the raw right, way, in the right? code, like yeah. doing it in the code and setting up your own resources in the cloud, that type of thing. Yeah, yeah, and, and I think uh, something to keep in mind about that is, um, in most cases, you're paying that licensing fee ongoing. Um, I guess in a best case, you might have an upfront fee and then some kind of maintenance fee annually or something like that. But often there's a subscription or just an annual fee to be using it. And it can it can really add up. Yeah, definitely can. So keep your eyes open for that because um, they are kind of hidden in there. And they're not hidden fees. They're definitely transparent about it. But, um, you know, you might think we can only we might be able to get away with pulling just a few rows across every day. And it turns out that your use case is, oh, we can actually do that. We ha- do have to pull everything. So now your price just went through the roof. Because they're charging you by record in some cases. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So that's an obvious one. Uh, another one for me that I don't love is becoming locked in to a tool. And, you know, I guess you get this anywhere. If you make a decision, okay, we're going to make our platform Azure or we're going to go with AWS, there's a certain amount of lock-in. Um, but with these tools, um, it almost feels like more because you become reliant on it. There's huge technical debt in a way if you wanted to move away from it. Um, typically, you're now running your business on it. Um, it. It can be harder to get away from. It's their proprietary software, right? So they're not going to give that up to anybody. So if you want to move away from them, you're you're just done. Right. So you have to rebuild it somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. Also, I think they have a downside uh, just in terms, at least some of them, uh, in terms of inflexibility. Um, and maybe all of them have this inherently in some way that, you know, the way you're using it has to fit how they conceived of their software. It's unlikely they're going to make a change to it for you if you've got some kind of edge case that doesn't fit. And to their credit, they're trying to meet every use case that they can think of. Um, but if you think, just think about the economics of these businesses, right? They're constantly creating new connectors. Connectors are constantly needing to be updated. APIs are constantly changing. There's only so much they can do. So at some point they have to look at ROI of what they develop and what they maintain. And at some point they're just going to kind of let things fall off if it's not bringing them uh, the revenue that they need to see. So, you know, hopefully you don't get stuck into that situation where their connector didn't update with the latest version of the new API and they don't want to update it because there's no value in it for them. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I will say that, you know, over the years, these have improved steadily and it could get to a point where someone just nails it and this becomes the standard best practice to use one of these tools. Um, For us at this point, because of some of these cons we've just discussed, even in spite of some of the pros, which we like, um, we prefer not to be locked in. We, you know, we like to be able to make changes that we want to and not be locked into that licensing and not locked into a single tool. I always tell our clients when I when they ask me this is uh, I, I tell them that we if you think about it from our perspective as a as a service provider if we recommend a tool and then we do run into one of these cons you know it just looks bad like you don't want to just blame the tool oh sorry you know the tool the tool it's like no we should know better um, so we build our stuff to where it's like unlimitedly flexible, infinitely flexible. And uh, we can do whatever we need to do uh, and keep it in a nice, simple framework. 
Yeah, yeah. So for those who have uh, have the means to to build their own, to roll their own, so to speak, um, uh, we definitely still are recommending that. Except in very specific use cases, there are some use cases. Um, in fact, let's talk about w- what are some of the cases when it makes sense to use one. So you know, if your use case does meet what that tool provides, um, and you've done your research, right? You've done your research on um, this. This is a tough data sort to connect and consume data from. Uh, one that I can think of off the top of my head that we struggled with, and we actually wrote some custom code to deal with it, but I'll admit it wasn't optimal. This was for an internal use case, uh, was HubSpot. Just how that data came out of the API, it was just kind of a pain to work with. Um, and these tools, you know, they've probably already gone through all the hardship of, of trying to deal with that API and how it comes out. So, might as well use something like that if it is going to be a giant lift to get the data out. Uh, but then you, you, you can, you can put these things in place for point solutions. Uh, but you have to be okay then with, you know, kind of a hodgepodge of, of stuff running your data infrastructure. Because there's going to be some cases where you need to use something, either use a different tool or write write some custom code. Right. Right. And that has it's a whole other list of pros and cons to doing that. Right. Um, you know, you, you just kind of have stuff all over the place and uh, it, it's not as easy to hire a team for. Or, right. You know, it just kind of makes it a pain. Right. One of the main use cases I've seen it make sense is where a company, for one reason or another, really needs this uh, data integration done tomorrow or, you know, next week. And they aren't really worried about accumulating this technical debt or the other cons we've talked about. For example, let's say, you know, you're selling your company and you need to get some data for due diligence and the deal hinges on it. Okay. It might make sense to spend that money for that, you know, for that one time or, or that, that one uh, use case. So I've, I've actually seen that in particular. And it was funny with that one, this, we were working for the company that was selling. And then after it was sold, the acquirers wanted to get rid of that tool because of the limitations we've talked about, but it made sense for the seller to do it at the time. Right. Yeah. That's, that's not uncommon at all. Um, and, and the other, the other thing is if you just don't have the internal team to go build your, build you something from scratch, right. And not even really from scratch, but to be able to build from, you know, raw code, yeah. uh, you, it's, it's, uh, or it's not I, even really I, raw code. I mean, you could yeah. use standard tools like SSIS or data factory on Azure where there's a lot of drag and drop, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. exactly what I was going to say. I mean, Data Factory makes it pretty easy, um, and that's still unlimitedly flexible, infinitely flexible. I don't know. I keep saying unlimited. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't have noticed. <laughs> All right, so maybe this is obvious. Cases when not to use, we've kind of covered, um, but maybe a couple other little details in here. Um, I think, in particular. If the transactional systems you're pulling data from have been custom configured, um, sometimes that can make them not compatible with one of these uh, e-buses. And actually, it's not that uncommon that that happens. Yeah, that happens all the time. I think there are cases where these tools will be able to work with that. But, you know, you, you just think about how many unlimited possibilities are out there and it's it's not going to be easy for them to be able to handle every single case, right? Right. So you're just going to you're just going to run into that. The other thing we've seen is that um, customers will use the exact same transactional system, software system, 
configured the same way, but they use it differently. So they're using fields in non-standard ways and in ways that can make it so that the e-bus may not work optimally with that. That's a really good point. And then you, that'll especially bite you if, uh, if you're doing like an integration from system to system where the, the software is kind of providing that mapping and it's like, well, that actually is not where that field goes. Yeah. So that, that can be a, a real problem. The other thing that I just thought of was, um, we kind of alluded to it in the con section, but when you're um, doing pulling data from a data source that may be old, I think like AS400, I'm not sure if they have a connector for that. Maybe they do. Um, but I'm, I'm thinking about this other uh, database, old database system called Fox Pro. <laughs> uh, and the older versions of that, it, it was a file based database. And, you know, I guess maybe you could get it through ODBC, but. Uh, it, I mean, who knows? It's just, there's so many things out there. Yeah. You're just not going to be able to cover everything. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, I think we've made sort of quick work of this discussion. You know, bottom line is, uh, at least for me, I'm not opposed to e-buses at all in the right situation. Uh, I, I do think sometimes people who are less technical and maybe haven't dealt with them before can get sucked into sort of shiny object syndrome and feel like, okay, this is going to solve all my problems. And um, maybe they haven't had the experience to be able to evaluate it, you know, sort of in the framework we've just talked about or in the context we just talked about. That's exactly right. There's the, these companies typically have really nice marketing. I'll give that to them. Like it looks really good. And why would they ever mention any of the cons that we did? Right. right. They're right, only right. going to tell you all the good <laughs> stuff. So, um, and that works, that works a lot and, and they do have really good things about them. But yeah, to your point, if you're not, if you're not able to kind of read between the lines and see that this thing isn't, uh, you know, the silver bullet, then, you know, you could get, could get yourself into, into trouble. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Um, well, and, and we're keeping our eyes open for that silver bullet. If one of these guys fully cracks it at some point, I mean, if it's if it makes it so we can do our jobs more efficiently and more cost effectively for our clients, we'll be all over it. So we're going to keep an eye on it. In the right use cases, we're going to use it. Uh, but for now, we tend to go more towards, you know, a data factory type solution. Yeah. And I think that cost piece is a big is a big thing. You know, we most of our clients are in the middle market and they're not they're not these huge Googles of the world that have tons of IT capital to spend and try these new tools out and that type of thing. So they're, you know, cost is a big deal. So that's, that's why we do what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Good point. All right. Any uh, final thoughts? I don't think so. Okay. Good discussion. Thanks, Caleb. I'll talk to you soon. All right. Thank you. 